The Honorable Marcy Ian has served as a member of Parliament for Toronto Centre since October 2020. Minister Ian is a devoted community leader and a passionate advocate for vulnerable communities in Canada and around the world. Prior to being elected to the House of Commons, she had an award-winning career in journalism and television that spanned well over three decades. She has traveled internationally with journalists for human rights and world vision. A graduate of Ryerson, she later returned to the university as a distinguished visiting professor and served on its board of governors. In October 2020, just a day after being elected to parliament, Minister Ian released her first book, Off Script, Living Out Loud, in which she shares personal milestones, tales of resilience and kindness, dramatic moments from her career as a journalist, and insights from the many unforgettable people she has met and interviewed. Get ready to take notes as Minister Ian gives us a snapshot of her purpose-driven career. Growing up, I always want to see more people who look like me that were successful. Can I afford to take a risk to follow my dreams? We are excited to bring you the Make Your Mark podcast, hosted by philanthropist Kim Niles. The Make Your Mark podcast allows you to hear personal stories of resilience by professionals and public figures of color. Our guests unapologetically share their triumphs, lessons learned, and how they found balance in their experiences. Tune in to equip yourself with strategies and coping mechanisms on how to boldly make your mark. Subscribe and listen now. Minister Ian, welcome to the show. I am so honored to have the opportunity to chat with you in regards to your journey into becoming a minister. So welcome. Oh, Kim, it's great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm going to get right into it. Tell us about your journey into becoming a minister and what sparked this interest. Well, I was an MP before I was a minister. I still am. And so uh, let me let me back up just a little bit. I had been working at CTV for most of my journalistic career. And the last job that I had was at The Social. I was a co-host. And it was different in that on The Social, it was more about my stories, me talking about my truth as a woman, as a Black woman, uh, mother, in Canada. And George Floyd was killed. And that changed a lot of things for me, Kim, in that I was the only Black co-host on the show. And so I spoke a lot about that. The other ladies did too, but just from my lived experience, it was a little bit different. And it just got me thinking about how I was serving and whether I was doing enough. I knew that I had used my microphone well. I knew that I had through the years and spoken up when I needed to speak up, especially doing that show. But I just wondered how I could serve better. And it was one of those things that while I was thinking about that, the opportunity came up to run in a by-election in Toronto Centre, which is where I was born. It's where my parents, when they came from Trinidad, 
they lived in St. Jamestown. It's, it's where I was born. And so it's nothing that I was looking for. It's not like I had this as a goal or, or something on my vision board. It wasn't like that. And, and frankly, if you would have asked me a couple of years ago or told me that I'd be here, I would have said absolutely not because it was nowhere on the horizon for me. But when this opportunity came about, I thought, this is a way for me to serve differently. This is a way for me to be at a table where there are not many people that look like me and have the lived experience that I do and bring that lived experience to the table and possibly change policies or help to change policies and make informed decisions, not just about my city or, or, or province, but about the country. And that mattered to me. And so I won that by election. And then some months later, there was a general election. We just had that and won, won in Toronto Centre again. Thank the people of Toronto Centre profusely uh, for having faith in me. And, and then I was, I was then appointed Minister of Women and Gender Equality and Youth. So literally to the day, Kim. So my by-election was October 2020. And October 2021, I was appointed minister. Wow. What a journey. Minister, where did you find the courage to do this? That's such a bold move. Many of us sit back and we look at places that we know the gap needs to be filled. Where did you find the courage from to do that? It's such an important word, and I am so glad that you asked this question because that's just it. It takes courage. And I have to tell you, I was scared. I was really scared, but I also know that there is great learning in discomfort. When you move towards the thing you're afraid of, that's where real change happens, and that's where great learning happens. But I also went to those that were close to me, my best friends, my family, including my kids. And ultimately, it was my daughter, Blaze, who said to me, if not you, mom, who? And that just gave me great pot. She said, if not you, who? That and, just I said, gave okay. me. And, and I said, OK, Blazy, OK, done. That and just I, gave I, I me goosebumps. My head. Yeah, it, it gave me goosebumps the day she said it, too. From the mouths of kids, it's unbelievable. They are so wise. And she didn't skip a beat when she said it. She didn't skip a beat. And I thought, okay, if she's sure, then I have to find the courage and I've got to be sure too. And that is why after winning that by-election, it was Blaze whose hand I held when walking before the microphones on election night and having to speak before the press, Blaze was right beside me because I said, you're the one that started all of this. You're coming out with me now. You started all of this, kid. You're, you're going to walk out with me there now and, and, and talk to the reporters with me. Talk about a lead by example experience, like for her to motivate you, but then for her to also be in the presence of that atmosphere to just to know what she's probably soaked up from it and learn from the process as well. Looking to consolidate your debt in the market to purchase your first home? Interested in acquiring an investment property? Look no further. More Freedom is here to serve you. We aim to furnish our clients with the power and the confidence over their finances and a sense of accomplishment of taking the first step to get there. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook 
at I Want More Freedom. And you can always connect with us via our website at morefreedom.ca. Tell us about a time through this process that you didn't feel like you were being seen. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. I will talk, I'll talk a little bit about, about the by-election where we were in the pandemic. So it was, I couldn't knock on doors. I couldn't walk into apartment buildings. I was literally meeting people on the street. And the first question they'd say to me was, didn't we see you on our televisions yesterday? What are you doing here? And so to explain to people, listen, I really want to serve you better. I'm not so sure that they bought that, frankly. I, I want to serve you. That like that's why I'm here. I, I want to be at the table. I want to represent our communities better. That's why I'm here. And then, you know, a lot of people kind of sloughed me off and and thought, oh, you know, just another celeb, another celebrity doing this. And uh, the people close to me know that this is this is not a, a glamorous job by any means. This is the kind of job where you are under scrutiny and you face a lot of criticism. It is not something that people normally leave the job I was in. And frankly, it was the number one daytime show in the country. It's not, it's not often that people leave a situation like that and do this. And so I wanted people to know why I was doing it. I'm just not always sure that they bought it. I think uh, after all that's happened in this past year, they understand now. They see me now and they see the reasons why now. You know, it's funny because people always see you doing things and they get, they see the limelight. You know, they see the, the highlight reel, but they don't actually see the work, the sweat, the tears that goes along with actually doing community work, especially when you're showing up first in a space. Absolutely. And, and I have to tell you, even through the years, of journalism, I wasn't one to talk a lot about what I was doing behind the scenes. I wasn't. But the fact of the matter is, Kim, that not hundreds, but thousands of young people were mentored and they were mentored by me. So many programs attended, so many things in the community that I'm proud to do, but it wasn't about photo ops. It wasn't about accolades. It was just making sure that as I rose in my field or if I was doing well, that I was pulling people up as I did that and mentoring along the way, because I was always thinking about who's next, who's coming next. If I'm barreling through this door, I need to do a really good job to make sure, ensure that there is a spot for the person coming behind me. And so that's, that's what I've always been about. But it's not an easy place to be, but it is a place that I consider one that has not always been easy for me, but I wouldn't want it any other way. It's been great. And I've been honored, actually, just honored to be here. What would you want young people to know? What what do you want them to feel and think when they see you on TV and see you on this platform? That anything's possible. And I want them to know that right away. And that it takes a lot of hard work And sometimes it takes longer. You know, I'm the first to say that I think it took me longer to get where I got in broadcasting than it did others who didn't look like me. 
I'm the first to say it. I'll be very open about that, that I was passed over things for things that I thought I should have gotten. But at the same time, I want them to see what is possible. And Kim, that's part of the reason I ran as well, that I not only want my kids to see what's possible, I want other people's kids to see what's possible. I want women that are in their 50s to see what's possible, because at a time when some people are starting to wind down or come up, you know, with or look at their five or 10 year plan to retirement, I threw everything up in the air and did something new. And I want women, especially of a certain age, to know that that's possible. Amazing. What is a coping mechanism tactic that you've adopted to maintain your mental health during this time? I get up and I walk. Did you see how quickly I answered that question? I I get up so quickly I answered that question. I get it because right now it's Zoom calls, it's um, some in-person things, but it is literally one thing after another. And I try to carve time out every single day just to be at one with nature, try to see some trees, uh, try to see the sky and just walk and breathe. And it does wonders. If I have extra time, you know, on the weekend or whenever it might be, a good movie is always a good thing. You know, I adopted walking throughout the pandemic and it's been a life changer for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like when the gym shut down and everything was like, you had nowhere to go. I was like, yeah. one day I remember I just got up and said, you know what? I'm going for a 20 minute walk. And then yes. a 20 minute walk turned into like an hour walk and two hours. Yeah. And, and isn't it an amazing way to see your city right? or your community? There yeah. are things, Kim, that I've discussed. I didn't even born and raised in Toronto. And I, there are things that I'd never seen before or places that I had never ventured that I ventured while walking. Mm-hmm. Those walks, as you say, that went from 20 minutes to 40 minutes or whatever. And, uh, I, started, and I started listening to audiobooks. So then it became my self-development time. Ah, so, so smart. Yeah. So smart. Such a rich experience for me. And now it's just a habit. It literally is just a habit. What would you say resilience means to you? Resilience to me is is perseverance. And that's everything. I cannot tell you how many times uh, in my career I wanted to give up, where I, I literally had my hands half up going, okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Whether it was, you know, hate flying my way on social media or being passed over for something. I thought I was fully qualified for and deserved or whatever it was. There are times where I just wanted to curl up and say, enough, I'm out. And I got up and it really is about the standing back up. It's not about how many times you fall. It's how many times you get up and you hold your head high and you keep going. So that's what resilience is. That's what perseverance is. Beautiful. What up, everybody? This is Jabrell Jallo, a.k.a. Fresh. Check me out at JBR Jallo on the Percy, at Get Fresh Company on the business. Shop online now at gfctoronto.com. Minister, what would be your message to a young person sitting in a classroom, struggling, and they come from a single parent household, and they're struggling to even understand why they're there? And just the whole confusion of the space, what would be your message to them? We all have gifts. 
And we all have something that gives us comfort, something that we love to do. And so there, there, there are a couple of things here. Hone in on what that is or something that you love or something that you aspire to. And if you can, find a mentor. Find somebody that is doing something you love or doing certain things that you'd like to be a part of. Sometimes there are opportunities in school. For example, there are writing clubs, school newspapers. There are all sorts of clubs in schools right now. Find something to which you can be a part of. Find your community because then it feels a lot less lonely. And then you start to understand where you fit in, what you can contribute to. Everybody has a place. Sometimes it's just harder to find. But school offers a lot of interesting things. And that doesn't mean for a lot of kids, they're not outside of their comfort zone. And they're feeling that, you know, I'm shy or I don't fit in or I don't look like everybody else. That's where the courage that we talked about comes in. It takes courage to put yourself out there, but it's worth it. Well said. As we begin to wrap up, what would be your message to your younger self? (laughs) To take chances earlier and to speak up earlier. Kim, there are many, many young journalists that I have mentored. And to a person, I have said to them, don't do what I did. Do not let anybody tell you that you are too young for this or you're not ready for this. Push, stand up, show why you are. You don't have to wait your turn. And you know what? Sometimes it won't work in your favor. Sometimes, you know, you'll do all that you can do and still that job won't be yours or that opportunity won't be yours. But it is worse to stay silent. Speak up. I came from, you know, a general parents who emigrated from Trinidad. They worked so hard. And so to them, it was, you know, do your job, get your pension, you know, do all the kind of keep your head down. And I did that. I did. I did that for for many years of my career, but it's so not about keeping your head down now. It is about holding your head up. It is about speaking out and it is about showing why you deserve and why you should have what you're working towards. And I'll tell you, I have met the smartest people who are also the youngest people in my life and beyond. And so this whole idea of you have to be a certain age before you get here or certain that's out the window. So just, just, I would have told myself to go for it more, speak up more, speak my truth more. Do you believe you've tapped into your authentic self? I do. Finally at 52 and a half, Kim, it took this long. (laughs) It took this long. I do. I do believe that I have, and this is why I'm comfortable now in sharing so much and offering the advice that I do. And not be being, you know, so concerned about holding back because I have, and this is, this is who I am. I remember speaking to the prime minister before running and I said to him, you know who you're asking to run, right? You, you know who I am, you know what I speak about and how I speak about it. And he said, absolutely. And that's why we want you. 
So yes, complete authentic self. Minister, thank you so very much for your time today and your wisdom that you shared with us. It's been truly a blessing to have you on our platform. I would love for you to finish with your favorite quote. (laughs) My favorite quote comes from my dad. He said, always reach, 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 reach. He said like five reaches, reach, reach, reach for the moon. Uh, Because if you fall, you fall among the stars and that's not a bad place to be. You've been listening to the Make Your Mark podcast. You can visit our website and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at makeyourmark.ca. And please subscribe, rate, and review.